This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. It's IVP author Drew Jackson here, and I want to tell you about my second collection of poetry called Touch the Earth, Poems on the Way. So keep listening until the end of the episode to learn more. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is the Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemini Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament Reading Ecclesiastes chapter 4 through Ecclesiastes chapter 6 Ecclesiastes chapter 4, beginning at verse 1 Evil Oppression on Earth So I again considered all the oppression that continually occurs on earth. This is what I saw. The oppressed were in tears, but no one was comforting them. No one delivers them from the power of their oppressors. So I considered those who are dead and gone more fortunate than those who are still alive. But better than both is the one who has not been born and has not seen the evil things that are done on earth. Labor motivated by envy. Then I considered all the skillful work that is done. Surely, It is nothing more than competition between one person and another. This also is profitless, like chasing the wind. The fool folds his hands and does no work, so he has nothing to eat but his own flesh. Better is one handful with some rest than two handfuls of toil and chasing the wind. Labor motivated by greed. So again I considered another futile thing on earth. A man who was all alone with no companion, He has no children nor siblings, yet there is no end to all his toil, and he is never satisfied with riches. He laments, for whom am I toiling and depriving myself of pleasure? This also is futile and a burdensome task. Labor is beneficial when its rewards are shared. Two people are better than one because they can reap more benefit from their labor. For if they fall, one will help his companion up, but pity the person who falls down and has no one to help him up. Furthermore, if two lie down together, they can keep each other warm. But how can one person keep warm by himself? Although an assailant may overpower one person, two can withstand him. Moreover, a three-stranded cord is not quickly broken. Labor motivated by prestige seeking. A poor but wise youth is better than an old and foolish king who no longer knows how to receive advice. 
for he came out of prison to become king, even though he had been born poor in what would become his kingdom. I considered all the living who walk on earth as well as the successors who would arise in his place. There is no end to all the people, nor to the past generations, yet future generations will not rejoice in him. This also is profitless and like chasing the wind. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 Rash Vows Be careful what you do when you go out to the temple of God. Draw near to listen rather than to offer a sacrifice like fools, for they do not realize that they are doing wrong. Do not be rash with your mouth or hasty in your heart to bring up a matter before God, for God is in heaven and you are on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. Just as dreams come when there are many cares, so the rash vow of a fool occurs when there are many words. When you make a vow to God, do not delay in paying it. For God takes no pleasure in fools. Pay what you vow. It is better for you not to vow than to vow and not pay it. Do not let your mouth cause you to sin. And do not tell the priest it was a mistake. Why make God angry at you, so that he would destroy the work of your hands? Just as there is futility in many dreams, so also in many words, therefore fear God. Government Corruption If you see the extortion of the poor or the perversion of justice and fairness in the government, do not be astonished by the matter. For the high official is watched by a higher official, and there are higher ones over them. The produce of the land is seized by all of them. Even the king is served by the fields. Covetousness. The one who loves money will never be satisfied with money. He who loves wealth will never be satisfied with his income. This also is futile. When someone's prosperity increases, those who consume it also increase. So what does its owner gain except that he gets to see it with his eyes? The sleep of the laborer is pleasant, whether he eats little or much. But the wealth of the rich will not allow him to sleep. Materialism thwarts enjoyment of life. Here is a misfortune on earth that I have seen. Wealth hoarded by its owner to his own misery. Then that wealth was lost through bad luck. Although he fathered a son, he has nothing left to give him. Just as he came forth from his mother's womb, naked he will return as he came. And he will take nothing in his hand that he may carry away from his toil. This is another misfortune. Just as he came, so will he go. What did he gain from toiling for the wind? Surely he ate in darkness every day of his life, and he suffered greatly with sickness and anger. Enjoy the fruit of your labor. I have seen personally what is the only beneficial and appropriate course of action for people, to eat and drink and find enjoyment in all their hard work on earth during the few days of their life that God has given them, for this is their reward. To every man whom God has given wealth and possessions, He has also given him the ability to eat from them, to receive his reward, and to find enjoyment in his toil. These things are the gift of God, for he does not think much about the fleeting days of his life, because God keeps him preoccupied with the joy he derives from his activity. Ecclesiastes chapter 6 Not everyone enjoys life. Here is another misfortune that I have seen on earth, and it weighs heavily on people. God gives a man riches, property, and wealth, so that he lacks nothing that his heart desires. Yet God does not enable him to enjoy the fruits of his labor. Instead, someone else enjoys it. This is fruitless and a grave misfortune. Even if a man fathers a hundred children and lives many years, even if he lives a long, long time, but cannot enjoy his prosperity, even if he were to live forever, I would say, 
A stillborn child is better off than he is. Though the stillborn child came into the world for no reason and departed into darkness, though its name is shrouded in darkness, though it never saw the light of day nor knew anything, yet it has more rest than that man. If he should live a thousand years twice, yet does not enjoy his prosperity, for both of them die. All man's labor is for nothing more than to fill his stomach, yet his appetite is never satisfied. So what advantage does a wise man have over a fool? And what advantage does a pauper gain by knowing how to survive? It is better to be content with what the eyes can see than for one's heart always to crave more. This continual longing is futile, like chasing the wind. The futile way life works. Whatever has happened was foreordained, and what happens to a person was also foreknown. It is useless for him to argue with God about his fate because God is more powerful than he is. The more one argues with words, the less he accomplishes. How does that benefit him? For no one knows what is best for a person during his life, during the few days of his fleeting life. For they pass away like a shadow, nor can anyone tell him what the future will hold for him on earth. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. All wise, knowing God, thank you for your word here in Ecclesiastes. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a reality check. Ecclesiastes is very sobering. It reminds us of our finitude. It reminds us that we are but dust. It reminds us that we have a short amount of time in the grand scheme of eternity. We have a short amount of time here on earth, oh God, to do the things that you've called us to do. Would you help us, oh God, to enjoy? Uh, we know that it's a gift of God for us to enjoy uh, the toil and, and, and the occupations that you've given us. Would you help us, oh God, to find joy in um, what you've called us to do, whether that be within ministry in very um, clear and direct ways or even outside of ministry, oh God, would you help us to find joy? in what you called us to do, O oh Lord. And would you help us to be faithful in what you called us to do and to be content with what we have, O oh God? Would you help us, O oh God, not to give in to the, the hustle of futility, O oh Lord, and the ways, O oh God, that our um, society urges us, socializes us into grinding, into toiling, and into futility, and working and working and grinding and grinding and building and building by our own strength, oh God, which is really in vain. Because if you don't build it, if you haven't called us to it, it won't succeed. It won't thrive. It won't last for long. Would you help us? Would you redirect our affections, our, 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 our intentions, oh Lord God, toward your purposes, oh Lord? Would you help us, oh God, not to have greedy or envious intentions, oh Lord God? Let our toil have pure motives behind it, oh God, and 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 not to, yeah, not to boast or to um, elevate ourselves above others, but to do it in a spirit of excellence because you are our God, our most high God who is perfect in every way. So would you help us, oh God, to reflect your perfection, oh God, by operating with the spirit of excellence, oh God. Would you strengthen us and and when we have days where we where we where we struggle, where we where we're despondent, 
would your Holy Spirit revive us, renew us, refresh us, and help us to continue to press on. I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hey everyone, it's Drew Jackson here, and I'm excited to tell you about my second book, Touch the Earth, a collection of poetry that continues what I started in my first book, God Speaks Through Wombs, poems conversing with the Gospel of Luke through the lens of my own experience as a black man navigating American empire. Touch the Earth picks up in chapter 9 and continues through the end of Luke's Gospel. These poems are about what it looks like and feels like to journey on the way. When our grand ideas about love, faith, joy, and grief come down from their lofty places and get into the dirt and dust of life, where things get real and faith puts on flesh, when they touch the earth. My hope is that these poems will stir your imagination, become prayers for you, and meet you wherever you are. You can get your own copy of Touch the Earth at ivpress.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word. That's code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at IVPress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Oh,